podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the World Cup Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the World Cup. I'm Mark Smith. These are your World Cup headlines for Thursday the 24th of November. England manager Gareth Southgate says Captain Harry Kane will be fit to play in Friday's World Cup match against the USA. Kane injured his ankle early in the second half of Monday's opening 6-2 victory over Iran and was later subbed off. Southgate says Harry is fine. He's worked slightly separately from the group, but all good for Friday night. In the second big shock of this World Cup, Japan mounted a stunning late comeback to beat four-time winners Germany in their opening World Cup game. Germany took the lead through an Ilkay Gundogan penalty just after the half hour, but Japan stayed in the game and scored twice in the final 15 minutes through Doan and Asano. In other World Cup results, Spain cruised to the biggest victory of the tournament so far, beating Costa Rica 7-0, while Morocco and Croatia played out a 0-0 draw. Meanwhile, Belgium laboured to an unconvincing 1-0 over a very game Canada. And in today's game, Switzerland play Cameroon at 10, Uruguay play South Korea at 1, clubless Cristiano Ronaldo and his Portugal side take on Ghana at 4, and finally Brazil enter the party at 7 o'clock, they play Serbia. Those are your headlines. Okay, let's start with Harry Kane then. Great news for England and obviously for Kane and obviously for Southgate. It was always a risk for me only taking three strikers. The Only two of them really are number nines, Wilson and Kane. I don't really think Rashford is a number nine. I think he's probably better out wide. In a 26-man squad, I think we could have taken a third one. I probably would have gone for Ivan Toney. Because I think Toney's the only player that's similar to Kane. The only one that can really slot in... Like for like. I don't think Wilson's similar to Kane at all, really. He's a, a player who has a lot of pace and tends to benefit playing on the shoulder of the last man and making you know, good decisions on his timing. Like, like we saw for the Grealish goal against Iran. I mean, the Bellingham ball, yes, it was fantastic, but it was the, the timing of the run from Wilson and the speed that got him away. And finally, the, the intelligence to roll that for Grealish. My point is... Kane is fit, that's fantastic. It's likely that we're going to have this in the future again. You know, Kane is going to roll an ankle at some point. Maybe not this tournament, hopefully not this tournament, but at some point in the future. And I think we need to start working out what we do when we don't have Kane. Kane's not that last shoulder player at all. He's going to drop in 10, 15 yards deeper. If you watch much Spurs, you'll know he, he tends to play central midfield for parts of games, dictating play, getting involved. And it's not even only when he's not seeing much of the ball as a striker. He just naturally falls into those positions and likes to, you know, use the pace of the wider players. He does it for Spurs with Kulishevsky and with Son. He does it with England with the likes of Sterling or Saka or, you know, like we say, Rashford or previously Sancho. He does do that. He does do that. That's a big part of his game. So we need to find a way of replacing him in that sense. But for the time being, no need to worry about it. Really happy that he's okay. And, you know, I think the, the dream situation would be that we, we put America away on Friday and then we can maybe rest him, if not for the entire game against Wales, certainly for a big portion of it. That would be the ideal situation. OK, let's move on then. Japan against Germany yesterday. Absolutely fantastic performance from them. You think that most teams are dead and buried if Germany go a goal up against you. They've got a very, very good record from that position. But Japan stayed in it. And I think that Saudi Arabia... 
and the performance and the result they got against Argentina the day before will have inspired every other team in this tournament, every other so-called small nation against a big one, even going to go down like we saw with Japan and we saw with Saudi Arabia. It's not finished. It is not over. And there's something... World Cups can sometimes really turn on those moments. You know, a big giant killing. And to have it so early is, I think, really beneficial to the entire tournament. And and I think it's... It's set a precedent now where the bigger teams can go goal up and suddenly they're not they're not so confident. You know, they're not bulletproof. They know that they've seen other teams fall aside. So really good news for the tournament. Japan completely deserved it. Could have scored, probably should have scored more than they did. Germany would be frustrated. Kai Havertz looked a little bit lost, dare I say it. Um, it doesn't seem to have that aggression that you need in certain moments in games. But I'm sure Germany will come good. I'm sure they'll do well in the rest of their group. But, you know, this is a shot in the arm for them. Meanwhile, Spain looked fantastic. Okay, it was only Costa Rica, but, you know, it was only Iran for England. You can only beat who you're playing against. Spain looked fantastic. Uh, the, the young core of players in there. It's just really lovely to watch. Um, I don't think they've really got a striker that can get them to win the whole thing. <laughs> I say that, they scored seven goals. What we're talking about... <laughs> You know, I'm just not sure they have that number nine. But maybe they don't need it. Maybe they don't need it. Maybe they could go all the way. I think this Spanish team could be fantastic in four years' time. Two, four, six years' time. I think they could be uh, really impressive. Belgium didn't look great, I've got to say. Canada were very impressive. They just didn't stop. They were completely relentless. Belgium got off the hook a few times. Obviously, the missed penalty, or the saved penalty, I should say. But I think Belgium will grow into this. This, however, is the golden generation that we've been told about for the last, what feels like, ten years and we keep getting told this is the last chance for the golden generation of Belgium. So this is about their fourth last chance. So we'll see what happens with them. But so far, not particularly impressive from them. But they ground it out and got a result in a way that Argentina and Germany didn't. So something to be said for that. All right, that's all we've got time for. Uh, I'll be back same time tomorrow. Enjoy the games wherever you're watching them today. We'll, we'll talk about Brazil tomorrow. Oh, Brazil. Oh, Brazil. That's what it's all about, isn't it? England and Brazil. All oh, right, forget it. I'm just going to go all hammy and romantic so instead i'll leave you to it enjoy the games i'll see you tomorrow sports social podcast network